Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to 15 Days of Festive Fear, day number seven, and I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from August the 23rd, 2023. And story number one comes from James. My in-laws live in a house that the previous owner died in. We don't know the official reason, but for sure we know that it was a natural passing and no foul play. The front room of the house is where she passed, and there has always been a cold spot in the corner where we assumed the chair she was sitting in when she passed was. My mother-in-law believes in the presence of the spirit, but my father-in-law absolutely doesn't, and is adamant that there is nothing after this. We just go into a box or an oven, but he has had to admit he can't explain some things, like the way a very secure picture fell off the wall, or how something that he knows he put downstairs has appeared upstairs. The main part of my story is as follows. I hadn't been with my now wife for very long, maybe a month. I had already met her mum and her dad and her granddad. It was her uncle's 50th, so she invited me along so I could meet her sister, her husband and two cousins. After a nice meal and a few soft drinks at Toby Carvery, it was decided that everyone would go back to my partner's parents' house for an hour or so, but me and my partner decided to stay on and have another drink. It's roughly a 30 minute walk back to the house and they all drove as her granddad could do the walk. We stayed for half an hour and then headed back so we're away from them for an hour. When we got back to the house everyone looked at us confused and angry. Her cousin said to us as if you got back before us and did that upstairs. Now we were confused and said we've literally just gotten back from the restaurant what do you mean? Her cousin said, shut up, don't lie, you were having sex upstairs, we heard you. Now really confused, we were like, no, how could we have gotten back before you all? You drove and we walked. Her parents didn't look very happy with us and said, you're telling us the truth. We said yes, of course, they checked the CCTV and it was proven that we got back when we said we did and not before. So we asked what had happened. They said about five minutes after they walked in, they heard what they thought was either a headboard banging against the wall or a cupboard being opened and slammed very hard and fast. Her father ran up the stairs ready to rip us both a new one for having sex while everyone was in the house. When he burst into the room, nothing was there and the noise stopped, which left him really confused. After searching the house for us, then any open windows or doors that could have left a draft, nothing could be found. But how would a draft have done that, especially with the bedroom door closed? Like I said, he absolutely doesn't believe, but couldn't find a rational explanation 
and the house was full of 10 people, not including us, and they all heard it. I think the spirit was trying to get me into trouble. On the odd occasion I've been in the house on my own, I had never felt alone, and that happens in a lot of places to me. I must say that at the time, me and my partner were 30 and 31. I hope if nothing else, this email gives you a chuckle. I am mortified for you. So first of all, you were like meeting these people, a lot of these people for the first time, right? If I thought that everyone thought I had had really loud, obnoxious sex in the house of my new in-laws, I would dig a big hole in the ground and bury myself in it. Also, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put it out there, right? So they all come home. They hear what they think is you guys having loud sex and the headboard banging against the wall, right? Oh God, I'm actually, I'm actually mortified just thinking about it. And they're all downstairs going, those bastards are upstairs having sex. So your father-in-law runs upstairs, realises there's nobody in the house, but they still have the audacity to blame you when you get home. What did they think you did? Climbed out the window mid-ride and then strolled back in a half an hour later nonchalantly being like, oh, definitely wasn't us having sex upstairs. Oh, that was really tickled me. I've enjoyed that immensely. But at least at least you could just say, no, I'm sorry, it was a ghost. It definitely wasn't us. And story number two comes from William. Back in the late 90s, at a young age, around six or seven years old, my dad, my little sister, who was around four or five years old, and myself were homeless and living under a bridge. For us to survive, my little sister and I would sweep the bridge and passers-by would give us their change and other goods. My dad couldn't help us clean much because he was ill at the time. I don't know what illness it was, but I just knew that he wasn't well. And for a couple of years, every Saturday morning, this American couple would pass by the bridge and bring us food and toys. One day, the American couple came to us under the bridge and asked my dying dad if they could adopt my sister and I. Scared and confused, I wasn't ready to leave my dad. Right after that, my dad signed some type of paper. He looked at me with those loving eyes and smiled, and at that moment, my dad started to shake violently and collapse on the ground. We lost my dad that day, right after he signed that paper from the American couple. The American couple became our mom and dad, Lyle and Marianne Walsh. They are a blessing from above for sure. But since the day my dad died under that bridge, I feel like my dad is still around. I occasionally see a shadow moving around in various places. I get goosebumps from time to time and sensing someone is here next to me. But the one thing that I remember the most was when someone shouted, Hey! Hey! at me while I was asleep. I immediately woke up and looked around my room and saw no one. And that's when I realised that my hand almost knocked my lamp over. I feel like that voice woke me up to warn me about the lamp. And I think it was my dad. Now I'm in my late 30s. I can still see the moving shadows sometimes, but I know it's my dad and he's still watching me. Better yet, I think he's watching out for his granddaughters too. Thank you for letting me tell my story. I know that it's long, but I am a believer of our late family members staying around to watch over us. I am so sorry that you and your sister had such a rough start to life. And I know that doesn't even, the word rough doesn't even begin to cover what you guys must have experienced. And I can only imagine that your dad was doing his level best for you guys and doing whatever he could while battling his illness whatever that illness was and trying to deal with homelessness and 
it just must have been terrifying and confusing for everybody involved. And I'm glad for your dad's sake and for your sake that this lovely American couple came and adopted you guys. And for your dad, he must have been like, thank goodness they're not going to be homeless anymore. And there is going to be somebody who can look after them when I'm gone. And of course, you're his kids. I can only imagine that he is desperately looking out for you guys and his grandkids and being really proud of you guys. And if anything we've seen on this podcast, we've seen a thousand times before that our loved ones do come back and look after us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number three today comes from Anonymous. I have told no one of this occurrence other than my immediate and closest family because it has always felt so personal. I tell it now because although it represents one of the most painful times in my life, it also recalls a beautiful experience and it occurs to me that it may offer some comfort to others who have lost someone or are going through that terrible time when a loved one is ill. My father passed away a little over 10 years ago after having spent several months in hospital following a massive stroke. We would visit him every day during those months. We would call the hospital each morning to check on what sort of night he had had and then we would visit him each evening or afternoon as work commitments would allow. We were there every day. We have always been a very close family and we adapted around the situation to ensure that at least one of us, myself, my mother or my sister, would see him daily. It was a terrible time for us all. The stroke had left him paralysed on one side and unable to speak. We would talk to him and although he was conscious, he was very weak and we communicated by a hand squeeze. After several weeks, the nurses would occasionally hoist him into a chair, but for the most part, he would be in the bed. We always prayed that somehow he would get through this, but given he was in his 80s and so severe was the stroke, it would be a difficult battle. In our hearts, I guess we knew that recovery was unlikely, although we did not want to admit it to ourselves. He started to develop that thing we hear about, whereby the patient starts to look up at something in the corner of the room. It happened that the clock was there, but either he was looking at the time, or he was seeing something or someone that we could not see. He could not tell us. Hospital beds are not the easiest should one wish to get close and hug the patient, but hug him and kiss him we did as best we could. I started to do what I would call a nose kiss, It's something I had done before but probably sounds strange. What this consisted of was rubbing my nose against his ear three or four times back and forth. That was a nose kiss. Make of it what you will but it was just something I did at the time. 
It was a Saturday morning, probably around 8pm, and I was lying in bed with my back to the door. Daylight was coming through the curtains, and I tend to sleep with them slightly open. In any case, it was not dark. I was fully awake and just resting with my eyes closed. Shortly, I would be getting up and ringing the hospital as we did every morning, but for now, I was just resting. From behind me, I felt a presence enter the room. I knew instantly it was my dad. It felt exactly as if he had entered the room, only more so, more intense. It was his love, his essence. I continued to lie with my back to the door and my eyes closed. I was definitely not asleep. I made a conscious decision that I was going to continue to lie in that position as I did not want to break the moment. I felt my dad enter fully into the room and approach the bed. I felt his body on the bed and I felt his body lie onto mine. Make no mistake, I felt the weight of his body. I felt his warmth. I felt his love. I felt as sure as in the physical that his head approached mine and he gave me a nose kiss on my ear. One, two, three. His nose went back and forth over my ear. Gently with just a beat between each of the three passings. Then again, one, two, three. And then a third time. One, two, three. It happened and it was physical. It was also wonderful and very real. As this was happening, my mind was thinking, should I open my eyes? Should I move my hand to see him? I decided to stay still and keep my eyes shut for fear of breaking a magic spell. After the third nose kiss, I felt the weight of his body leave the bed and I felt him withdraw from the room. I cannot describe it any other way. It's like he faded gently away. All this I felt but I did not see. I was nervous to ring the hospital that morning as I felt sure that he had passed. He had not. We went to visit him that afternoon, as had become usual, and he had been hoisted into a chair. I wanted to ask him if he had visited me that morning, and if he could affirm it with a squeeze of his hand. But to do so would have been an admittance that he was dying, and that something paranormal had happened. I did not feel like it was a subject I could approach, for fear of causing distress to him and to my family. I did not ask, and he could not tell. He passed two weeks later. It is my firm belief that he visited me that morning. The feeling of his presence was beyond doubt. The physical weight of his body was beyond doubt. The nose kiss was unique and again beyond doubt. It is my belief that when the physical body is failing, the spirit is free to leave it as it pleases, freed from bodily plane. The story I have related I hope gives comfort to others as it does to me. What an entirely beautiful story. And I'm so sorry that you lost your dad. And I just feel like it's beautiful that you had that experience with his spirit or his essence or his soul or whatever it is that you want to call it. I can totally believe that you felt that intensity of him and just knew that it was him. And he connected with you in a physical moment that was important and relevant to the two of you. And it's just beautiful. And I hope that there are people listening that are able to listen to your story and maybe not have experienced the same thing or even something similar but still be able to gain some comfort from it thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to james william and anonymous for sending in your stories remember the last story came from august the 23rd 2023 
And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.